0: Lorenzi, Eccolo, il cross tagliato di testa. He took it out. magnifico, took magnifico, out. magnifico took boom,
1: Boom, He took
0: shake,
1: out. He took the room. the He took it out.
2: What a it What a took What a, comeback, what a game. They're under- what to describe it? It's the TC Martin show. Les Georges, mais cette fois-ci, il y en a pas pour encoreus.
3: Très fort devant le but. C'est la volée. C'est la
1: volée. Game! minute de dingue. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, TC Martin. El largo pifio. Messi lo tiene, Messi, Messi, Messi. Ahí está Iniesta! Goal! Doctor is now in. you know, there's just certain show opens that just get you pumped up, revved up, fired up, ready to go. Special a wild, wacky Wednesday.
2: Wild and wacky Wednesday?
1: I I think we now wait, added wait. wacky
2: to it. What what kind of Wednesday is it?
1: A wild. Wednesday. You like that? What did you do? Record? I that? Do. Is that what you did? No, do? I just I just liked it. Oh, okay. Like it so much. There it is. You never know what you're gonna get. Be careful what you wish for. As Big Bill Cartwright says, it's like the USF Dons. You don't know what you're gonna get. It's like a box of chocolates. There you go. Speaking of box of chocolates, I did go to a movie. I did go to a movie. No, I, wait. I, I give my movie review. So you're going you like chocolate that. instead of popcorn? No, 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 no. I I, say, I, I know what you're meaning, but uh, yeah, yeah. Box of chocolates. Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks. I don't know if you were going to say a you man know, called like, Otto
2: le- eating some disgusting oh, ass raisinets.
1: Oh, okay, okay. I do have you. Know, yeah, I do have a popcorn story. <laughs> I do have a popcorn story. I forgot all about that. Give me the popcorn story. It's what it's. Fun. Hold on. Oh, no. Well, can I even set up the show before we just dive into? No, this? No, we're
2: going popcorn story. Really? Okay.
1: Let's let's set this up. All right. So numchuck and I are talking earlier today about okay we're setting up the show and you know pack show again guest driven show today two thirty today we got Trevor Manich talking the NFL playoffs. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about both games. Patrick Mahomes are going to hear from him today. We've got all that going on. Three o'clock, Kevin Kruger, UNLV gets victory last night back in the wind column against Wyoming. Go run a Rebels. Uh, Scott Savloff is going to join us, our golf guru today at three thirty. Oh yeah, that'll be good. As Nubchuck is now just putting away the, cause you know, you can just like kick back now, right? Yeah. That, that'll go, you know, crazy as is, because of course we've got news with the PGA tour, Rory McIlroy, uh, live. So that, that'll, that'll be good. So we were talking earlier and said, okay, it is, it is a wacky wild Wednesday. So, you know, in the first segment. What what are you going to hit on that's going to be wacky and wild? I go, what makes you think I got something that's wacky and wild? So I don't know. And then all of a sudden, now you just hit me with movies and popcorn and chocolate and whatever. So I guess we'll go there. But anyway, yes, that's your show day. That's the show. Love it. As George and Jerry said, that's the show. There it is. The right. show about nothing. That's. <laughs> yeah. But we got something, man. We got something. Of course. All right. So a lot to cover, a lot to do. All right. Now you're asking me something about what, but I had to just, you know, set the show up briefly.
2: You said you had a popcorn story.
1: Popcorn story. Popcorn. So, um, you know how I love going to the movies. See. And a shout out, of course, you know, to our our great friends over at the, uh, the Brendan Theaters of the Palms. They do a fantastic job. And again, we, we love supporting them. They support us. Uh, it's, it's a great relationship. So, you know, when I can get out to a movie, I want to make sure that I go over there because, um I I love the theater. I love the seats. Uh you know, the sound is fantastic. And the popcorn is spectacular because I'm a popcorn guy. And it's a Pepsi house too. Oh, yeah, Frank would not like that. Nope. I understand that. He would he would refuse to go or he would probably try to sneak in his own Coca-Cola. He'd be sneaking which in. Which he in. did at Freddy's and some other places, by the way. There you go. Hear that sound? You hear that wonderful sound of popcorn? That's the sound that I was hoping to hear from last night. I never heard that sound, Chuck. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no is oh, right. No. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, now people know that I am a, because uh, I've talked about this, or if you've been to the movies with me, uh, I'm a creature of habit. So my routine is as follows. If I'm going to a movie, say, for example, at seven o'clock. Got you. I'm going to go to a seven o'clock movie. I am going to make sure that I get to the theater. Are you writing this down? I'm taking
2: notes. I'm I'm writing your movie schedule for you.
1: It's very important, okay? So I make sure that I get to the venue at approximately 6.45, okay? 15 to 20 minutes in advance I get there. Now, some people, like the last time I was there, will think I'm a little bit strange because I got there a little bit early, and there was no line to get my... Popcorn,
2: your, your, because I your don't want to
1: get the popcorn too early. Do not want to get it because I am one that has to have. Call me a snob or whatever. That's fine. I'm a seat snob. I'm a food snob. I'm a date snob. You know, on, on my items, when I go grocery shopping, especially you know, you know, milk and cereal and that kind of thing. Right. I'm a popcorn snob. All right, and I want hot, fresh popcorn because it says you know when you're watching previews or the trailers ahead of time it always says right let's all go to the lobby that's right let's hot all go to fresh the popcorn lobby. It says on the screen let's so i want hot fresh popcorn need to get ourselves a treat delicious things to eat
2: do they say hot, fresh popcorn, popcorn can't be beat. Popcorn can't be beat, baby. It can't
1: be. That's why we go to the movies, plain and simple, right? The chocolate bar. But I do not want popcorn that's been sitting under a light for a half hour, an hour, six hours. I don't want it. Okay. That's not hot, fresh popcorn, especially at the prices that they are charging you for popcorn, right? That's what is it now? Like 30 bucks about 30 bucks? I go coke and popcorn. It's it's it, it you know, especially where Brendan's pretty good. It's like six bucks for a soda, and it's like eight fifty for like the the large popcorn, which not isn't bad, bad. not it's, bad at all. Yeah, you because know, a lot of places are twelve and thirteen, fourteen yep. bucks. It's it's pretty ridiculous, right? So you figure you're going to be into it for a twenty dollar bill for popcorn and a drink or a soda. Now a lot of people like to do the beer and the wine all that kind of stuff because most theaters have that now. That's not me. All right, so anyway, um. So yeah, so I do my plan and I get there last night, you know, 15 minutes ahead of time and no one's in line. So now I'm looking at my clock, my watch, right? Clock, whatever you want to say. And so when I went a couple of weeks ago, I had to stall. I did not want to go to the line. Literally, I did this. You could probably picture this. So people are coming in, right? And I'm looking, it's like, okay, it's not, not, not 10 minutes to previews yet. Not 10 minutes Okay. So, uh, oh, uh, you go ahead of me. All right. What? Oh, thank you. Uh, you go ahead of me. Nah, I still got to kill six minutes. Uh, you go ahead of me. Yeah. And the reason being, when I go up and I order and I said, yeah, I'll have a large popcorn, you know, Pepsi. Now, can you please, um, make me some hot, fresh popcorn? And 90% of the time they go, no problem, sir. We've got that for you. No problem. But once in a while, there's like, last night. Yeah, we already popped some, sir. So, um, probably not going to be able to do that. Well, you guys always do it. You know, you do advertise hot, fresh popcorn and yeah, I mean, there's a difference now they agreed to do it and it was right on my time slot, you know, right there at 15 minute mark, go with an order because I know my 10 minute mark is because it takes them 10 minutes to make the popcorn. How do I know this? Because I've been through this so many times, right? So the first thing is you go over and they flip on the switch. You get the flip, right? Exactly. You get the the flip. Now that has to warm up, okay? To whatever temperature they do popcorn in, all right? And then once it goes ding, then they go over and they have the pre-measured popcorn, you know, in, in the scooper. And then they go to the sky, yep. and it starts scooping. So now I know, now I'm five minutes to lift off, okay? And then I know in about three minutes and 40 seconds, I'm going to get the, you know, this might not sound good on, on the sound effects, but or whatever it is, you know. I know you probably found a good sound effect. <laughs> so anyway, so I know that's going to be happening. So now I'm looking at the clock, and I'm saying, They haven't poured the popcorn yet. They haven't done it. What's going on? And the guys, there's two guys that are working there, right? And they're walking around casually. I go, did you turn on the machine? They go, oh, yeah, we turned it on. Guy walks in the back, gets an icy slurpee for somebody else. Meanwhile, you're getting ahead because this isn't happening right now. It's not happening. All right? We're still on. The machine's on. They say it's on. It's doing this, right? But I can't even hear that. So what do they do? I said, are you sure? Turn it on. He goes, yeah, turn it on. So the guy walks over to the machine. And what does he do? Touches it gingerly. I've been using that word a lot lately. Gingerly with his hand. You know, like. And he goes, ouch, ouch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. It's on. Okay. The guy says, but I didn't hear it go ding. I don't know what to tell you. So now the other guy goes over there. He touches it. Yep, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, It's on. But they still haven't started pouring the popcorn yet.
2: Like, what's the deal There's here? There not a better way to see that it's I, on I, than I, I, going.
1: <laughs> Ouch! Ouch! Right? <laughs> right? You would think, right? <laughs> but for some reason, this isn't happening. And now it's like three minutes to preview time or trailer time. Call oh, it no. whatever you want. Oh, right? No. But you know, here's the deal with that. I'm not one of those guys. That needs to see the trailers. Cause I go to the movies often enough. I see them. That's, I don't care. It's really not that big a deal to me, but I will not miss that opening scene. I can't do it. All right. And then, you know, so what I love about this theater, too, is when you go in early, you know what you get? The beat. No, you don't get the beat, but close second, close second. But what you do here on the beat, very good. You know where I'm going with music. You get Chardet. That's what you get. you get Charday," and you get the same Charday songs in rotation. It doesn't matter what theater you go to, you're going to get Smooth Operator. I mean, you're going to get several of the Charday songs, you know, "Hang on to Your Love," one of my all-time favorites, and then so and that's I'm, I'm, I'm going good. Except I don't want to be in that theater with Sade playing when I already have my popcorn because I want to start eating my popcorn at the beginning of the movie, not at the beginning of the previews. Okay. Yeah. This is it. This is this is exactly what's going on. This is exactly what's going on. And I'm the only one in the theater. Nine times out of 10. It's beautiful. All right.
2: So are you like just having a dance while You're the only one? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. But last night I get none of it. You know why? Because I wasn't in the theater because I'm sitting there waiting for the popcorn that never popped. So I missed the chardé, all right? I missed the first probably four previews. Why? Because I see these guys trying to touch the thing and they're going to burn themselves. So finally, it's three minutes to showtime. And I go, you know, my movie's getting ready to start. We're sorry, sir. We're sorry. Uh, So they start huddling. Well, now now what are they going to do? Huddle. And meanwhile... There's like 20 things of popcorn that are under the lights. Don't you dare reach for that. And I've already paid and yep. nothing. I don't have my, my Pepsi yet. You know why?
2: Because they're waiting.
1: Exactly. Because I asked them to wait because they like to give it to you right away. Yep. Then it gets all watery. I I have to have the fresh hot popcorn mm. and I have to have the Pepsi. Such a diva. Where, yeah. It has a... I got sound effect. That's good. Yeah. I like, yeah. It. I like the bubbles. So anyway, I'm already... I got my salt. I got my napkins. I've got. I'm missing Chardonnay. This kills me. Uh, and I'm I got getting my straw now, I'm though, ready to worry. go. So it's now two minutes to movie time, and now it's past movie time, and I'm sitting there waiting for this thing to pop, and they still haven't poured the popcorn in. I go. That's it. I, I'm about ready to just say, "Give me my money back and punt," but no. I want to see the movie. I want my popcorn. So finally, the guy says, sir, tell me which theater in Cetron and we'll deliver it to you. Now, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, this sounds great. This has happened before. But they're going to they're pull it out of there. Yeah,
0: that's exactly. what I'm thinking.
1: You know where I'm going with that. There's no popcorn to be made. This machine isn't even working. That's why I've got 20 bags sitting under this lamp. And how long have they been in there? Who knows? So I play the game and I'm ready, numb chuck. I'm ready for them either not to deliver my popcorn, but they know me. I'm a regular. So I figured they'll do that, even though I really haven't seen this crew too much. So they were having problems. They couldn't get, couldn't figure it out. So I'm going like, I'm just ready. So when he does bring me the popcorn, if that popcorn tastes a little bit stale, I'm charging back. I'm charging back like that Red Bull, you know, in the opening scene of season two, episode one of your honor. Yeah. Frank Cranston, that bull coming at you. Anyway, I'm ready, man. So sure enough, last preview is just getting done. And here comes this jabroni in with the popcorn and my soda. I said, okay, thank you very much for that. And he's got it filled to the brim, right? Of course he does. <laughs> First, I take a couple of top top ones. I go in. Uh, I don't know how hot and fresh, but the bag is hot. It's warm. So, yeah. So you could tell, right? So I'm thinking I've seen them do this before that they like go and they top it off with, with stuff that's been there. Yeah. You know, at the bottom of the thing. So, okay. I'm good with it. So I'm eating the popcorn, eating the popcorn I'm going something still isn't right here. You know what was wrong with the popcorn? No butter. No, no, I don't do butter, by the way. I don't do butter. I'm not a butter guy. I know I'm strange. I know, I know, I know. I'm a salt guy. Um, it's, it's extra salty too. It's extra salty, but I could taste it. It's like a little burned. You know why it's burnt. Cause
2: it's been, it was sitting in the bottom of that yeah.
1: while it was heating. It, Probably, right? Because exactly. they probably got the thing too hot and the dinger didn't work. And they usually go ding and they put it in. So it probably popped too fast and got a little burn. It, but it wasn't burned, you know, to the blackness of the, the crispiness that you see, that you can visually see. So it was okay. Uh, but the popcorn was okay. So I did get my popcorn. But it was just kind of a weird scenario that I never had to go through that before. All right. Crazy. I saw a man named Otto. I thought Otto was good. I wanted to see it. You know Tom Hanks. Um, I saw in the opening credits that there was another Hanks in there, and I go, "Wait a minute! This got to be obviously his son." And I knew I knew Colin Hanks because Colin Hanks went—I might have told that story before—he went to the school where I was coaching basketball, at back in the day. So I go, Mate, "Is this Colin's kid, or is this who's?" He? So I later find out that it's uh, Truman Hanks, which is Tom Hanks's other son. And so there's a series of flashbacks. And it is Otto as a youngster played by Truman Hanks, which is kind of cool. So, and later I found out that Tom Hanks got a lot of grief for nepotism for putting his kid in this movie. So if anybody knows the man uh, called Otto, it's based off of a Swedish, I guess, film or book, you know, going back into 2014, 2015, something like that. Uh, and again, I like to go into a movie, not knowing too much, yeah. you know, the surprise factor, but I've seen this preview because usually I get my popcorn and I get the Sharday and I get to see Otto because it's always one of the previews yeah. the last month or so I've been watching. So I got a good idea what it's all, all about. So, yeah, so I, I liked the movie. It was good. Tom Hanks was great. It did start off kind of slow and they had some characters in there that seemed like they were like really doofuses. Like this guy Jimmy, who's the neighbor, and he's wearing the same fila sweatsuit over and over. Like he did, never had a change of clothes. That was weird. He was going overboard with his walks around, you know, the neighborhood, and you know, goofy like the the you know the John Cleese silly walk. I mean, he's doing that. I just didn't, didn't kind of get that, you know. Uh, not to be too much spoil alert, but I'll be spoil alert, you know. Don't do it. Okay, not spoil Don't alert. do it. Okay. But anyway, there are some scenes in there that you, you are kind of predictable. And then the last 30 minutes, it kind of picked up and it all kind of came together. It was good. You know, when Hollywood tells you to cry, you usually cry. I didn't necessarily cry, but people in the theater you could, were you crying. Could it, yeah. You could feel it. It was a good emotional story. It was good. So, like, I give Otto, give Otto about a seven and a half or an so, eight.
2: Yeah. Uh Truman was also in News of the World with Tom Hanks in 2020.
1: There you go, see. So he's yeah. he's done it before, so yeah. But he's if you look at a lot of online stuff, there's a lot of ripping of Tom yeah. Hanks, you know, for for nepotism with that. But uh Otto's good. It's strong. Um Julie Jewell said Wales was the whale was the best movie she ever saw. Brendan Fraser, I I I don't know if it's still at the theater, so I'm kind of mad that I missed that. Uh she said just game changer. Life changer. Got to see Whale, and we know Brendan Fraser was blackballed, you know, for his situation with Harvey Weinstein and all that sort of thing. So I want to see that. Missing is one that I want to now kind of see. You know, Nia Long's in there, still looking good, by the way. I, again, only saw the preview and the trailers with that. Um That was the tail end of the the last one I saw last yeah. night. So,
2: yeah. So kind of on go. a scale of under the palm tree to pulp fiction. <laughs> oh, where does this go?
1: Uh, under the palm tree at the <laughs> bottom, pulp fiction, obviously the zenith at the top. Uh, Otto's in the middle. Okay. In the middle or, or, you know, maybe, you know, 78% okay. up, up there. So no, Otto's good. Right. Hanks is good. It's a good story. You know, like, again, you gotta, if you're looking for action and adventure, forget that. Hey, here's what I'll say about Otto. This, here's your spoil alert. Ready For this one. You don't get this every day, my friend. I don't know why I noticed these things, but I noticed it like after I left the theater. Not one f bomb, not one gd, which I can appreciate.
2: That seems one. to be very Tom Hanks ish. Does it? Yeah. Like there's maybe not- you're right, Forrest. Not really. Besides, like.
1: Other people. Okay. Okay. Like but, that's the only thing I can really think of. But in the last, you know, four, five, six years. I mean, come on. Every movie has something. Something like that. slip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no nudity. There's no f bombs. There's no gds or oh, none I won't of that stuff. No, yeah. You're out. You know. That's it. But a man named Otto. I like Otto. And I love the autoisms because that's all me. I mean, there there's some similarities. You know what I thought I was watching? I thought I was watching the progressive TV uh, commercials. That's what I thought. I thought I was looking at Doctor Rick. There it is. You know, act like your parents. I was going on there. All right. There you go. Patrick Mahomes. All right. Uh, we got plenty to talk about NFC uh and AFC uh, conference championship games day. We'll diagnose that for you. But we did hear from Patrick Mahomes today. And the Patrick Mahomes update is as we know, remember last week he suffered the high ankle sprain in the first quarter in the 2720 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of nervous Chiefs fans in that game. Chad Henney uh came out, led the 98 yard touchdown drive. Uh that was great. As we know, Kansas City hung on for the victory today. Patrick Mahomes spoke and actually said that he is feeling better. And here's what Patrick
3: said about how's he feeling. It's doing good. You know, I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. i uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far.
1: Patrick Mahomes says he's feeling better. All right, he spoke with the media for the first time today. Here's what uh, Patrick had to say regarding the treatment. Since, uh, he suffered the injury last Sunday.
3: Yeah, I was able to do some extra testing just to make sure everything was good, uh, not after the game and then get a few things done, uh, to help the treatment kind of start off. And then the next few days has just kind of been, I mean, all day thing where you're just doing either treatment or rehab or watching film. And, uh, I, I had to take Brittany to a few places with me so I can be around the kids a little bit. But, uh, it's a full day thing where you're trying to make sure that you're obviously prepared for the Bengals and a great football team, uh, mentally and physically.
1: Patrick Mahomes talking about uh, getting ready for this game against uh, Cincinnati coming up this weekend. All right. Patrick Mahomes also talking about the severity of this injury and how it uh, compares to his past injuries.
3: Uh, probably my toe would probably be the the toughest injury. I remember when I had the toe, I was like having to I had to curl my toes when I walked, so that was probably the the toughest injury that I I had to play through. Um, but I've dealt with a lot of them, man. And uh, you kind of have to mentally just get yourself to focus on what needs to be focused on, and that's the team that you're playing. And you prepare your body all week, and then when you get to Sunday, uh, you focus on playing the football game, and uh, that's what I'm gonna try to do this week.
1: All right, Patrick Mahomes uh, talking about that, and as we know that the Kansas City Chiefs are an underdog in this game. Okay, As of yesterday, it was three. Obviously, we knew this was going to happen. We talked about it in the last couple of days, that uh, once the word gets out that he's back practicing, uh, the Chiefs will probably go back, maybe even be in a favorite, but right now they are still an underdog. Here's Mahomes talking about being an underdog for the first time at home in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, I mean, every time I walk on that field, I don't I don't think I'm an underdog, especially when I walk on Arrowhead's field. So uh, I just go in with the same mindset of we're going to play our best football to win. Uh, we know we're playing a great football team that's beat us the last three times. Um, and so we have to learn from our mistakes in the past and be better um, in order to, to win against a great football team.
1: All right, that is Patrick Mahomes uh, addressing the media today, uh, getting ready to practice for the very first time. And which kind of Patrick Mahomes are we going to see? All right. How is the play calling going to be affected in this one? Because remember, in that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, when he returned in the second half, Patrick Mahomes did not go outside of the pocket one time. He was relegated to hanging into the pocket, a lot of dink and dunks, a lot of handoffs. So we will see how that rehab is going. But Patrick Mahomes says today that he is ready to go. All right.
0: The guru, Big Al, is checking in. What is going on, my man? 85 and sunny, homie. <laughs> <laughs> 85 and
1: sunny, yeah, not what I'm looking at, but that's I got sunny. Big Al is calling us, I believe, from Costa Rica. No, Curacao. That's right, Curacao. And is Little go. League Baseball already
0: underway, Big Al? Little League Baseball is 24-7, 365 down here. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, I Guru? Beef, I got a beef about speaking of baseball. I got a little beef about the um Hall of Fame. Oh yes, we got the Hall of Fame. The break the Hold on, Big Where are you? Hold on. Hold
1: on, Big Alice. Let's let's let us break it down. Let's go breaking news here. Uh the baseball hall of fame that does come out today and announce it has only one member. Just one. Remember, baseball's a little bit goofy. you got to get 75% of the vote. And that is Scott Rowland. You guys remember Scott Rowland, right?
0: <sighs> it's insane. Scott Rowland. That's it, Big Al. That's it. Go ahead. Nice guy. Nice guy. Tough-nosed player. Hard-nosed player. Came to work every day. But they left the, they left the, the best player out there off the ballot once again. How could he not how could this kid not be in the Hall of Fame? The greatest player ever to play in Curacao, Mister Andrew Jones. <laughs> this is true. I mean, Andrew Jones has been snubbed over
1: and over. Are people picketing there in the streets of Curacao? Are they on the Little League diamonds? The Andrew Jones Field, one, two, three, four. Every field is named after Andrew Jones. There, and remember that's Andrew A N D R U W. Remember that?
0: No, we got plenty. We've got plenty of. We got plenty of guys in the pros down here now. Back, you know that as well as I do. Yeah, Ozzy Albes, Kenley Jansen, Juris and Profar. You you name it. They're, they're guys come from Curacao. Yeah. It's a hotbed for players. How about but we- Andrew Jones? Come on. How can you put Scott Rowland in and, and not Andrew Jones? Are you guys insane voters? Are they nuts? Sp- this is, this is amazing.
1: The big Al is calling us today. And uh, because big Al, where we're going to play next, speaking of baseball, we've got a, a great call coming your way. And you're going to appreciate this being the guru of professional wrestling and my sidekick for those, all those great NWC broadcasts. W- we've got Ronald Acuna Jr. You know what he's been doing lately, don't you? He's been playing down at Venezuela. Are they a neighbor of yours? Anywhere near Venezuela? Is there a rivalry I'm between about, Curacao about, and Venezuela? I'm, I'm, I'm about. I'm, we're about forty miles away. Forty miles away. Look at this. And I know that you have introduced me to Miss Venezuelan 1993 on numerous occasions. So this is for her. Yes. Here we go. Ronald Cunha Jr. is in the championship game in Venezuela, forty miles away from Big Al. Big Al, you may have heard this call last night.
0: Última hora entre y la volvió a dejar pasar. Y aquí atazo grande por el centerfield, allá la bola se va, se va, se va, se va, ¡Pura candela, señores, Rona la cuña voló la cerca por el centerfield, Una más para la Guaira, que ahora gana 5 a 3. Hoy no lo han hecho out a Ronald Acuña. Bueno, y ahora Cuña. ahora sí es verdad que de aquí para abajo, las pistas van a ser... Unbelievable. Scott Rowling gets voted in, but Ron Sano doesn't? Are you kidding me? By the regular committee? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, there's some more bones to pick. How about Todd Helton? How about Billy Wagner? How about Andrew Jones? Come on, guys. What are you looking at?
1: Uh, and you're right. Uh, what
0: are you looking at?
1: Billy Wagner, he was close with 68% of the vote. He was close. But, yeah, those uh, – I could, know
0: Todd Helton. Todd Helton was close, too. Yeah. Todd Helton was like 72 and a half or something. 72 would change. And, and if you need a punter, a Todd Helton, Todd Helton's always good to, to punt out, you of, out of your own end zone if you need that as well, too, Big Al. As you well, know. I, that well, you know, that, uh, that's a, you know that's uh, that's Dion, that's Dion, ish Yeah, but, uh, Todd Helton, unbelievable. I, I just, I just, just, it just amazes me. What do these people? What do these guys vote on? I mean, how, what is the criteria? You got to have one of these morons come on and and explain why they do what they do. So here's the deal. Uh, we've talked about. You know, and I, I mean, we understand. Listen. you understand. You heard the. You you know the story about Ronnie Sano, right? Of course. Yes, but why he didn't get in?
1: No, it's it's ridiculous. And he, tomorrow we're going to have Bob Nightingale on. Speaking of which, okay, and and and, and Bob's a voter. We're going to ask him about this, Al, tomorrow. You know, plain and simple. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, well, thank he's, you. he's a great guy. You
0: know, I used to I I used to like number eight. I used to like number eight in the Cincinnati and Astros jerseys. I used to like him until he what he did to Ronnie. Yeah. No good.
1: Yeah. I understand. I understand.
0: guy right. was still and Ronnie was still alive. God bless him.
1: yeah. No, we love Ron Sanders. You know, that's you. Nope.
0: Uh unfortunately T unfortunately T you're that that, that, that hits close to the because, you know he's my he's my idol of life. He's he's my guy. What are you talking about? Big Al's got the number ten pajamas that he still wears to
1: bed every night. The the, the ten pinstripe. Hey. There it is.
0: Hey, and a 10, and
1: even in the po even the, in the 69 powder blues. The 69 powder blues and the quadruple extra large. You gotta like that. There it is. And, with <laughs> it, 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 the, the powder blue, uh, bonnet on top of the head too when you go night, night. There you go. With the with, with
0: the, with the black cat walking in front of me. Yes.
1: I was gonna say that exactly. That's a Who was the one, uh, the, uh, in, in, in the cartoons, Al, that had that, they had the, 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 sleep night thing there, you know, not, not uh, um, uh, you know, come on, come on, come on. Who Who is one of the, you know, next to the sweeper right before the sweeper came on,
0: the guy would look like it was, it was time to go night, night. Who was that? Oh, you're not talking about Aesop's table, no. You're talking about Aesop's fables. Yeah, yeah. that was the guy with the sweeper. Yeah, I know the Aesop's sweeper. Aesop's fables—that was way back in Roman times. Those guys were, those guys were in a toga party. They weren't wearing, they weren't wearing cub baby blue. They, weren't they wearing were wearing cub- togas. Nobody, but th- th- one of those characters
1: had like the night night hat on. You know, the night night with the little fuzzy ball at the top. That's what I'm talking
0: about. Oh Jesus, you're cracking <laughs> my memory here. I
1: know. Maybe it's me. <laughs> oh, I lost geez. it. All right, brother. We got to get yeah. rolling. We got football to talk about. Hey, I appreciate you checking in today. Unabated to the quarterback. Had no idea. Big Al calling in, and then we got hey, the Ronald Acuna. Yourself, Acuna
0: do, Venezuelan highlight. Do yourself, do yeah. yourself a favor. Uh-huh. Do yourself a favor. I'll tell Kenley Jansen you said hello oh, yeah. before he goes. Before he goes to training camp. There you we, go. we see each other all the time. Perfect. But, but go get some plus on the golden and red, brother. <laughs> You're talking about the faithful, baby. You're talking about the Niner Faithfuls. Or you're talking about the gold rush, I'm Big Al. About, I'm not talking about that golden red. I'm talking about the, the real yellow and red. Come and get it. Casey? Right in the center of the country. Right in the center Casey of country. the country. Casey and the Sunshine Band? baby. Are you talking Casey and the Sunshine Band? Are you talking boogie Hunt. shoes? Let's go. Bring back Lamar Hunt. Bring back Lenny Dawson. Bring back... <laughs> Otis Taylor, who cares? Listen, Al, it's a red and gold Super Bowl. Remember that. All right, red and gold Super Bowl. Remember that. That's what's happening, all right? There no, you no. go. No. Unfortunately, I'm on Rocky in the NFC. Yeah,
1: well, good, good, good luck,
0: Rocky. <laughs> they, they look good. Too luck. good. They, beat, they beat a bad team. They beat a bad team of the Giants, don't get me wrong. <laughs> it's how they beat them. They beat them into the submission. <laughs> All right, speaking of submission, man, there you go. One, two, three, no submission,
1: three count. Guru, we'll talk to you later, my friend. Appreciate you checking in. Do it more often. Ciao for now. There it is, my man. All right, Trevor Maddich is going to join us next, and we start breaking down both championship games on Sunday.
0: Hey, this is Robert De Niro, and you're listening to the T.C. Martin Show. It's good.
1: All right, don't forget to join us Friday at the Westgate of Las Vegas. Of course, our Friday home, the world-famous Superbook. See the show live, 2 to 4 p.m. Best bet this week. Not S as in plural, but best bet. That's right. AFC-NFC Championship game. And we break it down with our good friend right now, Trevor Maddich. What is going on, my friend? Mr. TC, I
4: like that uh, that bump from Robert De Niro. So you would think that
1: since he you know, was a boxer and raging bull and all that, that he'd know how to fight. Did he look like he knew how to fight? He looked like he knew how to fight, maybe a little bit in that movie, but, you know, later on, what was the one where... Where he he it was uh was a boxer again. It was like one of his last ones when he was seventy years old that we saw like four or five Why years not ago. Here? Yeah, yeah.
4: It's like did he fight Rocky or something? He it was like
1: Yeah, it was something um, really, really strange and it was it was goofy. Yeah. But that one, you know, again I get it it's like You know, they think that people love to come back and see, you know, hey, you know, Raging Bull back in the day. And now the same actor 40 years later just doesn't have the same thing. Grudge match. Grudge match. Exactly. Grudge match. Yeah. But but
4: these actors, man, in order to pull it off, they got to learn how to do it. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen so many football movies where you've got guys that, that, you know, that are playing football players. But when it's time to do the practice and game stuff, you're looking at them shaking your head. You're thinking, there's no way this guy, no, no, right? And so, and then there's other ones that do a really good job, you know, and, uh, and you could say, yeah, I could see that guy as a football player, but, but with the actors learn how to do it. It's like Tom Cruise. You know, can can jump out of an airplane and do somersaults and all kinds of crazy tricks and pop the chute, you know, low over the ground and and hit the ground running, you know, that kind of a thing. Because he's had to do that in his movies. So I'm just wondering, I'm wondering if De Niro, because I just heard that from De Niro, you know, and that was great. You got that and that he did that for you. I'm just wondering if he looked like he can fight because man, in Raging Bull, he looked like he could fight.
1: Right, right. And it's just like Michael B. Jordan with the Creed series, right? I mean, this guy is he really trains hard and he is, you know, trained with with, with some of the best and you know my very good friend uh stitch duran okay he's one of the the top cut men in all of uh, the business has spent a lot of time you know with him and in, in working with him in those creed movies and there's a the guy like you said that uh had very very little you know boxing uh, acumen or experience at all but i mean you, you watch him in the creed movies think this guy's a boxer you know so there are guys that can pull it off and here's what i always wonder trevor you're spe- talking about big hollywood stars You know Kevin Costner. I've seen Kevin Costner in so many movies, from golfing to baseball. You know, specifically several baseball movies he's done, and you just wonder, you know, Kevin Costner does he really? He kind of looks like a pitcher, doesn't he? He kind of does. And then you saw Major League, right? Yes. Yeah. And so you got Wild Thing. You got
4: uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. uh, Pitching. I tell you what, man, he's got a he's got a motion that's got a lot of range of motion. You know, he doesn't look super stiff up there, you know. He looks like he could actually he could actually pitch the ball. Now obviously not in the major league level, but he looked like he could pull it off as an actor. And so I like that. And you're right, Kevin Costner, I mean in, in Tin Cup. He looked like he could play golf. Anyway, so I was just, I was just wondering. Does well, no, no. Stallone yeah. you
1: know he knows how to fight? Right, right, right? He right. has to know how to fight. Exactly. So d- here's the capper. You mentioned Charlie Sheen in, in Major League. So I got to share this story with you with uh, one of your fellow Sacramento Sports Hall of Famers, Chris Bosio. So Bosio had told the story. Um, to me in person as well on the air. And he said this, that he said during when they were filming major league, you know, they filmed that in Milwaukee, even though it's was, it, it was supposed to be uh, Cleveland, it, it wasn't. They filmed in Milwaukee and Charlie Sheen was sharing Chris Basio's locker. So Basio had told us and he said that, you know, so that those guys would actually work out with those guys, with Corbin Burnson and this and that. And I asked him specifically about what you just said about Charlie Sheen. He goes, Nah, the, the, the guy can't throw it more than sixty miles per hour, so not so much. But Hollywood will do those type of things. But uh, it was funny, but that they were you know working out with those guys, and they were trying like Charlie Sheen was trying to pick Bozio's brain and a lot of those guys on on the pitching staff.
4: Yeah, but and I, I, it doesn't surprise me that he couldn't throw a sixty. But at the same time, you just look at his motion. Yeah, yeah, uh, just yeah. The yeah. Flowing motion. That was you, good. You could yeah. suspend disbelief and believe he could do it. Like in the longest yard in the remake with oh, Adam yeah. Sandler. Yeah, Sandler actually did a really good job. But at the same time, who's the running back? Was it Nelly? Yeah, um, I believe I think it was so. Nelly. Yeah, yeah, but see, yeah. If you if if you didn't expect him to make any quick bursts and you didn't really watch his feet. He was really smooth. Now, part of that was slow motion. They slowed him down, too, so he looked really smooth. But I remember the first time I saw that, I thought, you know what? This guy, Nelly, as an actor, can play the role. Not necessarily play running back in college, you know, or the pros, but he can play this role. But other guys, you see him play the role of an
1: athlete, and it's like, no, please, You're, you're killing me with this guy. Trevor, so you, you bring they up they the longest can't. yard. And you know, that's a sore subject with me because one of my all time favorite movies was the original longest yard. So I can't watch that second garbage with Adam Sandler, Nelly. That was, it was, it was insulting, insulting to the, to the magnificent, uh, accomplishments and the cinematography and the writing, the directing of the original longest yard with Burt, Burt Reynolds. And as you know, and I thought you may know this, you know, they say Burt Reynolds played at Florida State. Okay, And he was in all those scenes, even though he was, I wouldn't say in an advanced age, 1974, during the Longest Yard. But what did you think of his performance? And, and, oh, he was fantastic. And, and, and the other guys, because as you know, Ray Nitschke was in that movie. There are other guys that were in that movie as well, uh, former football players. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. He, he was, fat, but you,
4: you could tell he was an athlete, right? You could tell he was beyond an actor who could act well enough as an athlete. That you could suspend disbelief and you could believe it. But Reynolds, I mean, he's just one of my favorite all-time actors, anyway, just because he's so cool and so smooth. Um, you know, I, I haven't seen, I, like, I haven't seen North Dallas Forty. I never saw Field of Dreams, so I could You know, there, there's a whole bunch of sports movies that I never haven't never
1: seen, seen Field of Dreams. This is breaking no. news.
4: What is wrong? I, I started to watch it one day when it popped up on the TV, and it started so slow to me that I just switched over to Shark Tank or something. You know. <laughs>
1: Outstanding! Oh, I thought you were going to say maybe you know an old uh uh you know uh, edition of Soul Train or something like that. You're looking at that. No, there you go.
4: No, but I'll tell you this though: any given Sunday, which is the football movie with Al Pacino and Lt was in, Lawrence yep. Taylor, and all that. There was a lot of goofy stuff there, and he yeah. gave the coach, Al Pacino, gave some speeches to the team that it's like the person who wrote this script had never had anything to do with football ever. Thank However, you. However, aside from that. There were things in that movie that, that made perfect sense to me and that I related to. Like when Lawrence Taylor sawed a guy's SUV in half with a chainsaw <laughs> just to have the story. Right. Like happy to write the check to buy him a new, a new SUV, right. right? I could totally see that happening, totally. Yeah. And then, you know what? The Kevin Costner movie where he played a baseball player about to retire –
1: um, For the love
4: of the uh, game. A, For the love that, of the game. Outstanding. That movie came out about the time that I retired from the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I sat in that movie, Misty, trying not to cry the whole time. Because I played 12 years in the league, and now I'm watching Costner you know, act mm-hmm. what I was feeling. And it, it really got to me.
1: Yeah. No, that's one of my favorites. One of my favorite baseball movies. I mean, aside from my number one all-time favorite movie, The Bad News Bears, it's probably the second best baseball movie, Trevor. Bad News Bears? Second yeah. to what? The Bad News Bears is number one, and, and For the Love of the Game was number two. There it is. Okay. My, I, I haven't seen either one of those. Well Listen, Major League is one of my top two sports uh, movies that I've seen. I haven't seen them. I haven't
4: seen Miracle. You know, I haven't seen a lot of them. For me, going to see a sports movie is like a, a postman going for a walk after work.
1: I know. Okay. Then how do yeah. you feel about uh, Revenge? Uh, Remember the Titans then? How do you feel about Remember the Titans? Never saw it. You never saw it? Seriously? You never saw it. Oh. But I love Major League. Major League hit a lot of notes spot
4: on, strangely enough. Like especially when they were playing the Yankees at the end of it,
3: yeah.
4: There you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the the way they framed that game was fantastic, and the way you, yeah, uh, that was good. But the other one of I've seen, I would say in my top two would be Sea Biscuit. Oh, it's very nice. It's a movie nice. about a racehorse. Very nice. And movie. Yeah, that that's
1: one of the best sports movies ever. Nunchuck! you best. rock! <laughs> Listen to that. And here comes Trevor. Is that is that Trevor and Seabiscuit? It's Trevor and Seabiscuit, nose to nose, and at the wire it's Seabiscuit. There's the credits. There it is. And remember, drama that we have. Yeah, Trevor. Remember the the bat. The Bears played the Yankees in the championship game as well, and Kelly Leak. They tried to, they tried to walk him, Trevor, but he stepped outside and he hit it off the fence and got thrown out at home. And Tanner, and then Tanner Boyle said, Hey, take this trophy and shove it where the sun don't shine.
4: That's fantastic. You know what? All all these sports movies, you know, some are comedies, some are dramas, whatever. But I mean, if, if the, if the actors can be athletes enough that you can sit back and now choose to believe that they're actually playing this sport. And if they tell the story well, then they capture the drama of the sport. And we saw so much drama, like in college football this year. We're seeing a bunch of drama in the NFL now on the field. And it's hard, I think, for sports movies to capture that and make it believable so you can immerse yourself in it the way you can in live sports. But when they do, it's magic.
1: Is that the segue that we get to analyzing these games now, Trevor? Because people yeah, tu- were tuning in. Your whole radio show. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I think people would probably rather hear about the movies. That's good stuff, man. There it is. Unabated to the quarterback, as I like to say. You just never know what you're going to get here. But the lesson that we learned is that is
4: that you know Robert De Niro might be able to knock you out with one punch you just don't know
1: and this is where it all started with the Robert De Niro rejoiner and uh here we are you know 16 minutes later there we go we covered it all the bad news bears the longest yard for the love of the game uh and movies that Trevor match has never seen before just kind of shocking and i get that as a football player there's certain ones you you know you just don't want to see i get that but you'll see more of the other sport movies, I actually get that. I do understand it, Trevor. I do. I do. Yeah. Right. Everybody's saying, "Let's go watch a football movie." I'm like, "No." <laughs> so I did for 12 years, 40 hours a week, watch football. No. I don't know now. The you, but you're still involved in it from a broadcast. I really would like your opinion about uh, Remember the Titans, though. You you gotta you gotta take two hours wow. and watch that. You know, it's okay, Denzel. I will make that investment It's Denzel. For you. I mean, come on. He's fantastic. He's he's a good coach. In that movie, it's a true story. You have to appreciate the true stories. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch it. There you go. See, talk to me it. All right. Uh, do I need to talk you into watching the Chiefs and the Bengals this weekend?
4: Yeah, because that's probably going to be boring. You know,
1: <laughs> you expect
4: there to be good quarterbacks, good receivers, yeah. and, you know, they just don't have that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, That's. That, listen, this game, <laughs> this game's crazy to, to try to handicap because – we don't know what mahomes will be able to do
1: he's got a high ankle sprain well let's talk and about that trev the high yeah. ankle sprain the high ankle sprain the severity of that injury especially for a quarterback talk about that
4: okay so a high ankle sprain doesn't just hurt it weakens your ankle i had that my rookie year um and in 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 the in the opening game um you know the uh i had to play the entire second half against the green bay packers at center with an ankle that i couldn't hardly walk on you go back and watch that game and i'm literally i'm limping on it i'm hopping on it you know i'm it, it's just it's terrible pain and then after that it's it's weak you get to the point to where you can walk without limping very much but then you try to put any pressure on it at all besides just walking straight ahead and it's a problem and what they did was they made a a, a literal bionic little brace for me so it was an exoskeleton that kind of went. Molded up my calf, came down, had a hinge at my ankle, and then down, uh, the bottom of my foot, and then kind of cradled my foot so that my foot wouldn't be able to, to flop from side to side as much. But when you try to push off on that, it still hurts like crazy. So they're, they're gonna have better, uh, equipment for him, And I don't know the degree to which they can numb that up. Uh, but the thing about Mahomes is that he, uh, is, was the best in the NFL at pass completions outside of the pocket. After he got hurt and he came back into the game last week, he didn't even attempt to pass outside the pocket, and they still won the game. But at the same time, now you've got a Cincinnati pass rush that is fantastic uh, that is going to to force him to move, force him to get off his spot. And the question will be, will he be able to do enough Mahomes magic stuff for four quarters in order to keep up with a healthy burrow?
1: What hampers you most uh, as the quarterback uh, with this injury? Because we saw... That when he came back in the second half of the game against Jacksonville on on Sunday is that he was unable to get out of the pocket. There were no throws outside of the pocket, and then as and it is a you know what's the treatment, the rehab and, and and that sort of thing I mean, I mean what is what is his percentage, Trevor, that he's okay, if you know no one's a hundred percent at this point in time, but time you know kickoff rolls around on Sunday, you know, talk about where the ankle's going to be at that point in time.
4: You know, it, it's hard to say, TC. I think it'll be—he'll be—he'll definitely play. I mean, he'll definitely play. I mean, he was out of practice. Apparently, oh, yeah. they said he was anyway yeah, yeah. today. So, so we'll see. But the real question will be two things. Number one, can he break the pocket? Can he get outside and actually buy time? That's thing number one. If he can do that, then everything will work with his offense. The second thing will be: can he drive the ball down the field? Because this is his plant leg. So you got to drop, plant that plant leg, and throw off of it, right? And so if if he can't drive off of that thing, it might limit the his downfield range. And the other thing is, when he's doing crazy Mahomes stuff, he is sticking his foot into the ground and cutting and jerking and just moving around in a small area. To buy himself a little bit of time. He'll, he'll make a guy miss in the pocket, then he'll run out to the left. And the next thing you know, somebody else will be coming and he'll stick his foot in the ground, back up, stick his foot in the ground again, move to the left and then throw. Right? Those things are the things that make him magic that move the chains and demoralize defenses. And so I don't know how he's going to be with that. That's why it's hard to, hard to handicap this game. I'm leaning Cincinnati. Um, But at the same time, I'm fascinated to see what Mahomes will physically be able to do. Mentally, he'll be able to do it. But I don't know that you can shoot numbing agents into an ankle to take away enough pain without making the ankle a piece of wood. In order to make it so he doesn't have to deal with the pain. He's going to be dealing with the pain, but it's the weakness that I think is going to be the worst thing for
1: him. Great point there. Trevor Maz choices real quick, Trevor. San Francisco and Philadelphia battle of the young quarterbacks. That's the story with Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. And then the battle of defenses as well, too. What do you think? Yeah.
4: You know, I'm leaning under on this one. The the total is what 46, I think. I mean, the the total went under with uh, the Cowboys game and Cincinnati or excuse me, Philly has a better defense than the Cowboys do. And plus they'll be playing at Philly instead of a home game for San Francisco. And I I was worried that Jalen Hurts coming off of his shoulder injury would be limited against the Giants. And the thing is, he wasn't spectacular at all, statistically. But he was fantastic at distributing the ball. And his guys just lit up the Giants. And so I, I think both defenses will play at a very high level. I think both sides could run the ball. To me, the biggest difference here is the quarterback position. And as great as Brock Purdy has played, I don't think he is on the level of a healthy Jalen Hurts. And Hurts showed us that he's healthy enough last week when they beat the Giants.
1: I'm with you. I think this is a a lower-scoring game. We've seen both teams play lower-scoring games. I understand the you know the appearance of both offenses makes you want to put okay, you know, this game could, you know, be twenty-seven, twenty-four, or thirty-five, thirty-one on the surface. I could see why the total is where it is. But um yeah, I'm with you. I think defenses probably reign supreme in this. Uh my friend, appreciate it, uh as usual. And uh, you know, Friday we'll find out. Who Trevor matches a uh, best bet is. We're only got one this week, Trevor, as you well know, side total, whatever it is. And uh, you and Marco, I mean, going head to head. It's it's like Marco and Trevor is Seabiscuit, you know, in Man of War right now. That's what it's looking like. Yeah, well, he's the horse. Uh, if, uh, yeah, oh, they're both horses. I got gotcha.
4: you. Yeah. Well, Biscuit's <laughs> a little bitty horse, and Man of War is a big, massive horse.
0: Yeah.
1: So
4: well, like I, said, I guess that
1: makes me. Are you and yeah. Mar- are you and Mark, or I don't know, you both are Man of War. I guess I don't know. We're, we're not picking both <laughs> games. We're only picking one of them. No, no, you get to pick. You get to pick both, but I mean, you only get to pick one as your best bet. Oh, I only get one best bet. Oh yeah. no, yeah. Wait, who's ahead right now? Am I ahead of Marco, or I, is he ahead of me now? I, I, we have to go uh, check this out. I think you guys. I think you guys are, are neck and neck. You're tied. Because I think I think Scott is actually
4: leading the pack. Uh. Scott made a run where he must have been cheating. He was like five and one. Yeah, yeah. Then we were picking three colors, three NFL. Well, like we'll, three weeks in a row. We'll go to like, the he, website he check it.
1: Did. Yeah, we'll check he it out. Cheated. All right. yeah. He cheated. He cheated. slash best bets. There it is. Look, there, There's my man. All right, brother. Uh, go pipe in a movie, okay? Get some popcorn. Get a movie. There you go. As we send you out, Trevor, with one of the songs in that movie that you talked about. Great baseball movie. Kevin Costner for the love of the game. Remember this song? All the time I've known you, I still don't know what you mean. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Take care, brother. We're reeling in the years here. Hour number two coming your way on the other side. Kevin Kruger's going to join us. Scott Savlov talk a little golf as the hilarity continues on a wild, wacky Wednesday. Up the tears? have you had enough of mine?